are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, football fans, to another episode of Locked On NFL here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day with your Tuesday co-host, Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings and myself, Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. On today's episode of Locked On NFL, Ryan Kerrigan signs with a new team after 10 years with the Washington football team, but he'll stay in the NFC East, headed to the city of brotherly love. So how much does he help? that Eagles defense. We'll talk about that. Then we'll talk about some big news with the highest ranking female executive taking her post in Denver. While in Minnesota, women continue to also rise up the scouting ladder as well. So we'll highlight a change in the NFL that we're very grateful to see. And then Marcus Mosher joins uh, Luke and I to teach us a little bit about rebuilding our terrible, terrible, terrible dynasty football teams. You're terrible. I'm just kidding with my suck. (laughs) Don't leave me out here to hang in the dry. Uh, Once again, I'm Raj Jackson at Raj Jackson Nola on Twitter. Joined every Tuesday by Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL. And this is Locked On NFL. And of course, don't forget to check out our other flagship show here on the Locked On Podcast Network here on the Locked On NFL channel. Peacock and Williamson will keep you up to date with everything going on with the national perspective, with everything going on in the NFL. So go ahead and check them out as well in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Let's go ahead and kick it off biggest signing news that took place today or at least that we're covering here going into tuesday brian hoyer headed no i'm just kidding uh but, but i was hoping you'd do it <laughs> i had to i had to but brian hoyer, i can't hey, believe he's still in the league back in the nfl baby he's doing it he's doing the damn thing so kudos to brian hoyer kudos to brian hoyer and you know what kudos to chase daniel because they're both still doing the yeah. damn thing. So good. For I remember him. Brian Hoyer kicking the crap out of the Vikings in 2013. I never think of him as like a Wiley veteran back then. Oh, ready to go. Uh, speaking of Wiley veterans, though, yeah. uh, Ryan Kerrigan has signed with the Philadelphia Eagles after leaving the Washington football team, posted his goodbye, still thanked the uh, Washington football team before Anthony Davis has thanked New Orleans, but that's something I'll cope with at another time in the coming years. But when it comes to Ryan Kerrigan joining the Philadelphia Eagles, our good friend Gino Camilleri talked about it from Locked On Eagles. Here's what he had to say about the benefit that comes with Ryan Kerrigan heading to Philadelphia. Gino Camilleri here from the Locked On Eagles podcast to bring you this Monday morning news. The Philadelphia Eagles sign the former Eagle killer and former Washington football team edge rusher Ryan Kerrigan. It is one of those things that it is a weird jersey swap. It almost reminds me of when Donovan McNabb went to Washington at the tail end of his career. But Ryan Kerrigan brings a veteran presence to that edge room. And it really just goes to cement that the Philadelphia Eagles will be moving to an odd front under Jonathan Gannon as defensive coordinator. Ryan Kerrigan will bring that veteran presence as the stand-up Sam edge rusher to hopefully mold Patrick Johnson and the future at the edge position for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it is a fantastic signing for where Kerrigan is in his career. He is a role player that can come in and do exactly what the Eagles need from the edge while helping out that young talent and bringing a former Eagle killer to Philadelphia as you can see, I am happy, and we are happy at the Lockdown Eagles podcast. The Philadelphia Eagles sign Ryan Kerrigan. All right, Luke. So with all of that, what do you think when you think about Ryan Kerrigan headed to Philadelphia? What's the benefit here? Does he bring any type of – does he help out this Eagles defense at all? 
Yeah, I don't really think of the Eagles as like a young team that needed a veteran presence, like Gino mm-hmm. talked about. Like, uh, look, Brandon Graham's also thirty three, and right. even like their youngest players are, you know, Derek Barnett, who's twenty four, he's at the end of a rookie contract. Josh Sweat is also twenty four. These guys are not new puppies, mm-hmm. um, but. Kerrigan's still got something in the tank, right? And if they needed help on their pass rush, that'll get it. What I think is most interesting is what happens now. Because I don't think the group as it is is going to head to camp this way. Now, Mm -hmm. he makes one year $3.5 million. Eagles had room for that. They've made the cap room that they needed. But Derek Barnett's a really interesting name because I know the Eagles organization isn't particularly thrilled with how he's gone. And as, you know, a, a... first round pick and all that stuff. And he's got a 10 million fully guaranteed contract, but none of that signing bonus, which means if you, if you trade Derek Barnett, not a dime on the Eagles books for him, which makes Mm. him a very, very tradable asset for somebody who wants to take Derek Barnett for $10 million. Somebody who's got a little bit of space to burn. I could see the Patriots doing something like that. I could see something. I mean, they spent a ton in free agency already, but if they could figure that out or somebody like Jacksonville or something, um, I I could see somebody making that move. I could see more happening here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's maybe maybe where this all goes, right? You you get this guy that comes in. I mean, look, Ryan Kerrigan is no slouch. As you mentioned, he still has a ton left in or still has something left to offer. Let me not say a ton left in the tank, but the guy definitely still has It'll be a starting quality player. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you know, look, for, as far as the Philadelphia Eagles are concerned, they just brought in a guy that just had five and a half sacks over the last two seasons. Now he came off of three double digit sack years between 2016 to 2018 before that, but even still 11 sacks over the last two seasons, 95 and a half sacks over the course of his career. You get him, you bring somebody in that has a knowledge of the game that has an understanding of the division as well. I mean, staying in the division is kind of a key thing here too, because he's going to be playing against familiar opposition, no matter what, whether he's playing against the Washington football team or some of the other teams within the division, you build your team to win within the division. I think Ryan Kerrigan can help you do that if not on the field with his own production mentoring and talking to these younger guys I mean, you look at the the rookie draft class and Patrick Johnson mm-hmm. who uh Gino mentioned out of Tulane and then of course with Taron Johnson as well or mm-hmm. Taron Jackson, Taron Jackson as well. yeah. yeah coming out of uh, Coastal Carolina like there are some you know young players to mentor here I'll be curious to see how the defense looks differently with Ryan Kerrigan, though, because Ryan Kerrigan used to playing in front of an are playing from an odd front as a stand up rushing linebacker. Are the Philadelphia Eagles going to go that way? We'll see exactly what kind of a benefit he brings. But certainly there's something there towards the mental aspect of the game as well as his on field production. Yeah. And, you know, if you are somebody like Josh Sweat or, uh, you know, Jaquan Bailey, also a rookie. Um, at Iowa State, you know, coming into training camp and you've got Brandon Graham and now Kerrigan and Fletcher Cox to learn. Like, these are the statesmen, right? right. And I think they all still probably still have plenty in the tank. So it'll be interesting to see how this uh, Eagles pass rush actually shapes up. And that pass rush, by the way, not terrible in 2020. Third in the NFL in sacks with 49 on the season. So not, mm-hmm. not a... Uh, you it's know, been good for not, years. Yeah, right. You're not trying to resurrect something here. You're just looking to keep something going. You're, you're, you're performing maintenance at this point what are the types of talents that you can bring in as a defensive coordinator as a team to keep one of the nfl's most effective pass rushing teams as you mentioned for a little while now to keep them effective and keep them uh getting after the quarterback and i think ryan kerrigan can help do that 
Yeah, and it's not like they're risking too much either. I mean, it's $3.5 million one-year deal if he mm -hmm. doesn't have it anymore. If you come into camp and he's out of gas and you cut him, it's nothing. Um, It's up to $3.5 million as of this recording. We don't know the full like structure or whatever, but it's a cheap deal for, for Ryan Kerrigan. And that's always good because when you're doing something risky, you don't want to uh, wager too much. But if you want to play some wagers of your own, you can head on over to betonline.ag. Let's go. Uh, betonline.ag where you can place your own whiskers, uh, wagers as, as risky or not risky as, as you want to be. Maybe you just want to bet on some favorites. Uh, the NBA playoffs are coming up. And of course, there's the play-in tournament and everything. There's even some specials at BetOnline, such as will a number 10 seed, that means the Spurs or the Hornets, uh, advance to the NBA playoffs? If you say yes and you're right, that's plus 275. And then you can, of course, bet on all of the series at betonline.ag. It's free to make an account. And when you enter your first deposit of money to actually gamble with, you can uh, enter promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. You get a 50% welcome bonus. That means half of whatever you deposit on top of your deposit in free play money, courtesy of betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. Let's also talk a little bit about the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It's Built Bar Ross. Hey, Ross, what's your favorite? What's, uh, hey, Ross, hey, what's, hey, what's your favorite flavor of Built Bar? Hey, Luke. Hey, hey, Luke. My favorite flavor, Luke. <laughs> hey, Luke, Luke, my favorite flavor is a thousand percent mint brownie. And I don't care what anybody says. It's mint brownie. It's a classic mint and chocolate. So good. They go together like mint and chocolate. And you can get flavors just like that. <laughs> You can get flavors like mint brownie or uh, chocolate raspberry, chocolate peanut butter, all those classics and other kind of extravagant stuff like cookies and cream or whatever. You can get all that stuff at BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com, buy a box, and enter promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. You get 15% off of your next order. That is at BuiltBar.com. All right, everybody, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on NFL. This is just, this is such a great story, and we're so excited that we get to talk about this. We're going to start from the, the one framework here, but then continue to go out and, and look at what's going on across the NFL, because just to be completely honest with you, this is dope. This is awesome. So the Broncos hire Kelly Klein, somebody that Luke is very familiar with, formerly with the Minnesota Vikings. He'll fill us in a little bit more on her resume here in a little bit, but with her, with her heading over with George Patton to the Broncos, she becomes the highest-ranking female executive in the NFL, and it's great. But it doesn't just stop there. The Vikings themselves also continuing to do a lot of work to ensure, ensure that women are moving up the ladder, particularly within their scouting department. This is just a really cool story, and I love seeing this across the NFL right now. Yeah, it's cool for everybody but Rick Spielman, who tried really hard to keep Kelly Klein <laughs> in the building, but George Payton right. offered a better promotion. Uh, so, you know, for Vikings fans, we're a little sad to see her go, but obviously this is this awesome, um, awesome step up the ladder. Uh, one of many that she's had. She's come up through the through the ranks, like kind of from the ground up in the Vikings organization mm -hmm. and become this sort of this linchpin of their scouting department, which of course, now that George Payton, who did, had a huge role, has left to go be a part of the Denver Broncos, that scouting department is reorganizing a lot. And the way that they're uh, reorgan, I mean, they're replacing Kelly Klein with other people kind of following in her footsteps, other yeah. female executives. Um, there is Taylor Young, who is going to be, uh, who's currently the number two to Rob Brzezinski, who if you ask any Vikings fan oh, who Rob man. Brzezinski is, uh, he's our cap guy. And that's like, you've seen what the Vikings have done with the cap and fitting right. Kirk Cousins' contract in with a bunch of other major extensions and stuff. They're going to pull some more magic this summer. So she's a huge part of that. And she is um, in line for a, a post-draft promotion. 
Klein's job is itself is going to be replaced by Caitlin Zarecki. Caroline DeFelice is going to be hired as a player personnel assistant. She was an intern. Now she's getting a full-time job. That's so awesome. the the Vikings organization is kind of, it, it's getting to a point where, um, you know, you, you kind of have the first one and then mm-hmm. like that's this big milestone. And then you have the first one that isn't a story. And then that's this right. big milestone. And I feel like with women in the NFL, especially in front offices, we're kind of getting to that point where uh, I think sooner than later, you're going to see the first female GM and then the second one, and then it won't be interesting anymore. And then at, once it's not interesting anymore, that's kind of the the like the final benchmark in, in yeah. terms of like progress and, and kind of equality with women being in the NFL and being accept, accepted and embraced for the talents that these women offer. Yeah, absolutely. Like you can measure progress by the absence of surprise, right? Like right. once it sort of becomes the new normal and everything like that, then we've really moved into a place. And you can see that starting to happen. There are still leaps and bounds that have to be made. There is still of course. massive amounts of work that have to be done, of course, particularly if you look at the treatment of these people as they move up as well. Like that's always a thing. But as of right mm-hmm. now, in, in terms of these women moving up, it's just incredible to see. And we're seeing it in coaching staffs around the NFL as well. We just saw two get a ring. Yeah. And like, look, from the days of Jen Welter back in 2015, being the first preseason intern that Bruce Arians hired, um, you know, Katie Sowers, the first offensive, she was an offensive assistant with San Francisco. Um, so right. she was the first uh, per- first woman to coach in a Super Bowl to Maral Javadifar and Lori Locust, two coaches with uh, Tampa Bay. Um, mm-hmm. Jennifer King, first full-time black woman to be a full-time coach in an organization with Washington. There's the referees, Sarah Thomas, the first mm-hmm. black woman referee, uh, Maya Chaka was hired just uh, this March. Um, Callie Brownson, chief of staff for Cleveland. Chelsea Romero, who is a strength and conditioning coach for the the Rams. And Christy Bartlett, who is an assistant strength and conditioning coach for Tennessee. There are more, way more women coaches than most people probably know about. Um, And and I think there there is kind of starting to be enough commonality to it. And this is a really cool thing, enough commonality to it, where it doesn't have to be an article every damn time. It's just a person got hired. And I think there is also probably a competitive edge to be gained here by looking in places if, you know, if one organization still is trying to hold to old traditions and and old weird masculinity stuff and Mm -hmm. depriving themselves of extremely talented people, the team that goes for it is going to be the team that gets rewarded. Yeah, this feels a lot like when the sort of like youth the youth movement happened within the NFL coaching staffs and everything, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, this yeah, feels akin to that, akin to that, I'll say, because obviously that was still very like boys club. But when it came down to it, like you saw a lot of, you know, the same coaches just moving from this place to that place and maybe jumping from coach to coordinator or like head coach to coordinator and things like that. But, you know, it was all of these like older men that were getting these jobs. And all of a sudden you see the Sean Payton's, the Sean McVay's, these guys that come in and all of a sudden like shake everything up from a youth perspective, and then you saw that movement come through, and all of a sudden, Sean McVay's in the NFL for like two years and somehow has a coaching tree, you know what I mean? And so, right. you know, it was a, it, it was something that really like took the NFL by uh, really kind of, I don't want to say by surprise, but it certainly took the NFL by storm, and hopefully we'll see that same type of attitude towards these women that are doing incredible work within the league. Yeah, and like when it comes to, I'll, I'll call it like diversity dynamics yeah. In, yeah, yeah. in the league or whatever, um, when it comes to that kind of thing, 
you know, the, it, it always feels like the first few people have to be so overqualified to overcome mm-hmm. like the stigma and to kind of break the barrier that those are the people that end up being extremely valuable assets. And Kelly Klein's no different. So right. within the Vikings organization, Kelly Klein is so unbelievably revered. Like they're bummed to see her go. Yeah. Uh, Spielman, like personally, specifically, uh, very much like deferred to her in a scouting sense and, and her evaluations and stuff. So Denver fans, you're getting a really good one. And the 2021 draft will be positively affected by this. Like your chances of hitting on a pick just went up like yeah. in a, probably a pretty measurable way. If you knew how to do that kind of, uh, that kind of work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're listening to this, if you happen to be, you know, somebody that is interested in all this, or you have, you know, a niece, uh, 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 a cousin, a sister, a, a daughter, or whatever that's interested in the NFL, like tell them Kelly Klein's story because this is this is really really awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. So uh, next up, we have Marcus Mosher coming in for the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. He's going to help us all fix our broken dynasty teams. Uh, and even if that means maybe you have to uh, tank a year or so, how to do that, how to not get too attached to your assets right now, who to trade away, who to kind of flip for assets. So we're going to talk to Marcus Mosher about that. But first, I want to talk to you about your car. I want to make sure that you are all being safe with your car. Uh, did you know you have to change your battery out every like three or four years? Like when's the last time, listener, you, Kevin, from Omaha. We'll, we see you, Kevin. Kevin from Omaha. What, did you Have you changed your battery, your car battery, in the last three or four years? Because if you don't, and it like this happened to my car actually uh, a few years ago, <laughs> it, it'll leak onto the alternator, and then that's suddenly like a $2,500 bill. Or oh, you can go to Rock Auto. That did happen, but I'm very glad that that happened not to me. <laughs> Terrible. You cannot yeah. let that happen to you. So head on over to rockauto.com, enter your make, your year, and your model of whatever car you drive, Kevin, and uh, you can find a battery that is compatible with your car. You could also maybe go to one of those brick-and-mortar auto shops if you really felt like you wanted to, but you're going to get upcharged there because they they do that to their retail customers at those sorts of establishments. Just use the giant, awesome, convenient catalog at rockauto.com. And when you check out, make sure in the How You Heard About Us section, you let them know that Locked On sent you. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All right, everybody, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. You got myself, Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, Luke Braun, at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter, host of Locked On Vikings. And we're joined by our good friend, Marcus Mosher, at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter, host of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. But he's with us right now for our fantasy form, as we do every Tuesday. So make sure you check out the Locked On Dynasty football podcast which he co-hosts as well. Marcus, thanks so much, as always, for coming through, buddy. Yeah, of course, anytime. We appreciate you being here, man. Uh, and one of the reasons why we have to appreciate you so much for being here is because I don't know about Luke, but my dynasty team kind of sucks right now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm really going through it, man. And uh, you guys did a great episode talking about five players that you must trade away if you are rebuilding. Uh, Marcus, I am rebuilding what do I need to do here? Who are some of the players that I should look for on my roster to potentially move? Well, first and foremost, Ross, you did a good job by admitting that you're in a rebuild. That's that's the most step important. Step one, step. baby. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being serious here because a lot of teams don't know that they're in a rebuild. And sometimes when you're, you don't know, you end up making moves in the short term that improve your team, but in the long run actually end up hurting you. So today we're going to talk about a guy that, Let's say that maybe is hurting you. And that is, for example, Devontae Adams. Absolutely 
fantastic last year, scored 18 touchdowns at the best year of his career. But there's a chance that his value might actually be going down over the next couple of years. Who knows about the situation with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, his contract is up. I think now he's at his absolute peak value. And if you can trade him for a similar receiver or a young receiver and young running back, I think it's wise to do that right now. Okay. All right. That's helpful. That's definitely a player I have on my list that I can move away from right now. I feel like I saw the rest of your list. I feel like you just looked at my team and Ross's team and you were like, yeah, basically a couple of players. It's like, okay, we get the hint, Marcus. (laughs) I know there's somebody that Ross might be a little attached to personally. That's on your list too. So all the guys that we're talking about on this list are all really good players. And all five of the players I think are going to be fantasy studs in 2021. It's just how much value do they hold long-term in the case right. of Alvin Kamara, can you flip that for something with more? Can you can you flip sure. that for something that's a little bit younger that maybe even has more upside? Kamara is interesting because I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to finish as a top ten running back, but there are some concerns that maybe he won't be the number one or number two running back like we've seen in the past. The, the target volume is likely to go down if Taysom Hill is the quarterback. Will he get as many red zone touches as he did with Drew Brees? Will he get as many receptions? And then he's never really been somebody who's a big runner. So your floor is relatively low that way. No thousand yard uh, rushing season in his career. It sounds like Sean Payton wants to continue to limit his workload. So Alvin Kamara, if you're on a rebuilding team, you can flip him for just about anything. Uh, and I think that would be the smart move. So I guess here's the thing. I'm not a great dynasty fantasy player. I'm a little new to dynasty. I've only been in it for a couple of years. And so the idea of like being in a rebuilding year in a fantasy team is a little foreign to me. So I might need a little help like with the basics here. A, how do you know you're in a rebuild? And like if I am trying to rebuild a team from scratch, like don't I want like studs like Kamara on it? If even if I'm trying to to compete in 2022, like I still feel like Alvin Kamara is going to (laughs) be he's going to be really good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, that's a, that's a really good question. And first and foremost, you can kind of look at your team relative to the other teams in uh, your league, and you'll get a pretty good idea whether you're in the top two or three teams. If you're not, and if you're closer to the bottom two or three, that's when you know you need to rebuild. There's a lot of really good tools out there. The one I'm going to recommend, footballguys.com, has a tool where you can put all of the teams in your league into their simulator and you can see the likelihood that you make the playoffs. You can put all your league settings. That's a really good tool to help you kind of understand where you rank in the league. Now back to your question about why not keep Alvin Kamar? Isn't he the cornerstone or the building block of my team? Unfortunately, the problem is by the time that you turn that team around, Alvin Kamara's ceiling and the peak of his value will likely be gone, right? He's going to turn 26 years old this summer. You want to move him now for a cheaper or excuse me, for a younger asset that's going to be at their peak in, in their prime when it's time to contend. And again, Alvin Kamara is somebody who is a top two or three dynasty asset at the running back position. So if you could turn him into, let's say, a J.K. Dobbins and a Jerry Judy, that's better for you long-term than having Kamara right now. And the other part of this, Luke, is if you keep Alvin Kamara on your team and you're rebuilding, it's actually going to keep you outside of the bottom two or three teams, giving you a worse draft pick. Moving Alvin Ah. Kamara to another team will actually help you tank a little bit better, organic tank, to make you uh, have a higher rookie pick next year. I like like. So like ideal world is 
you trade Alvin Kamara for somebody, you know, you figure out who's going to break out, who hasn't broken out yet, but will, like, mm-hmm. say, Jerry Judy, right, or like Henry right. Ruggs, you know, one of those high receivers from last year that had a quarterback problem or whatever. Uh, and, and you can identify that so that you can flip Alvin Kamara now for somebody who in maybe 2022, maybe even 2023, if it takes a while, is going to be the, the stud that's worth as much as Alvin Kamara. Absolutely. And you can maybe even get two of those guys. Right. The way that I look at it is if I'm trading away somebody like Alvin Kamar or or even like a Dalvin Cook, I want to typically go down one tier at the same position. So let's let's stay at running back. Right. I'll I would like to downgrade from, let's say, Dalvin Cook to Najee Harris and pick up an additional asset, whether that's a rookie pick, whether that's a player at a different position. Maybe it's another player at that same tier, a, a level two uh, tiered player. That's the way I think you can you can build your team quickly to to be a contender. Marcus, thank you so much for uh, enlightening the both of us, so that I I can maybe be just a little less bad at fantasy. Uh, you can find Marcus at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. Of course, check out the Locked On Dynasty podcast, Locked On Cowboys, of course, and also please check out the Locked On Today podcast because the Lakers have a tough road to the finals. We got to know how much to worry about it. All of that is on the Locked On Today podcast. They're covering everything in the wide world of sports, hosted by Peter Bukowski. Twenty minutes or so. Every Every single morning. Check that out on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, wherever you get your podcasts. So a quick note, very important. If you are a Cardinals, Rams, or Browns fan, you may uh, and you listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts, you may have noticed that Locked On, Cardinals, Locked On, Rams, Locked On, Browns have stopped coming through Apple Podcasts. This is an Apple-only problem. So if you want to go catch up uh, all through the draft, all of that content was still going out going live and everything uh they didn't miss a day or anything like that so you might have some catching up to do go to spotify or odyssey or any of the other apps that are working and make sure uh you guys don't miss out on the lovely lovely content that sosa and jeff and bo and alex are making on those shows make sure you don't miss out as for us i'm luke braun at luke braun nfl on twitter here with ross jackson at ross jackson n-o-l-a on twitter Tomorrow, you all get Tony Wiggins and James Rapine, and we'll see you then here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.